welcome to Nerdy Talk with Dan. I'm your host, Daniel Thompson, and I am with... Alvin Williams. So, a lot has happened this week. Just a little something, something. So, first, I want to start off with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being cast in Spider-Man Homecoming 2. Probably won't be called Spider-Man Homecoming 2, but... He's already home. Yeah, Spider-Man 2. I will say Spider-Man 2. Whatever it'll be called. But uh, he's cast as Mysterio. I don't know if you're familiar with Mysterio's character in the Spider-Man lore. A little bit, but you can refresh it. Basically, he's this uh, special effects guru guy that just goes nuts and he puts on a fishbowl helmet in this costume where you can't see his face. Mm -hmm. And he creates illusions and stuff like that. And so this allows for the next Spider-Man movie to be bigger. You know, like a CGI fest and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Jake Gyllenhaal, if you know his history, your movie history, uh, before Spider-Man 2 came out, like the OG Spider-Man 2, right. uh, Tobey Maguire wasn't going to come back to play Spider-Man. After the second one. After the first one. They said he had back problems. Now, fans know that that's not the truth. He didn't have back problems. Right. He actually was trying to negotiate salary shit. trying Because yeah. Spider-Man 1 was like the biggest movie ever. He was trying to get more money. Yeah, and he was like, I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing, but I'm trying to make this money. Damn right. And so he was like saying, oh, my back hurts. Y'all gonna need to like pay me more to like, you know, make me willing to do this. Sling this motherfucker. Yeah, and the studio was like, yo, Toby is on some other shit. Like, we need to find somebody who will do this work for cheaper. And, uh... I mean, do you blame them, though? No. That no, movie was big. I would do the same thing. Even when they came out with the games and all that stuff, too? Yeah. PlayStation 2? Yeah, it's just Spider-Man. Yeah. But Kristen Dunst, the girl, the woman that played uh, Mary Jane in, Spider-Man, in the Spider-Man movies, uh, her boyfriend at the time was Jake Gyllenhaal. And she was like, well, you know what? And she probably did. She, she, I'm paraphrasing here. She probably was like, hey, well, you know, my boyfriend's an actor. And, you know, uh, he's, you His know. His fine. Yeah, and he looks kind of like Tobey Maguire in the studio for a minute. Was like, you know what? He does look a lot like Toby. He might actually be a good fit. And so they put him on, like, hold. They're like, just in case Toby, we don't get this shit sorted with Toby, we just yeah. going to go with you. And, yeah. and sour grapes for Toby. And... For whatever reason, they worked it out. I think uh, they said uh, Toby had to, like, get forgiveness or some shit. Like, I think his girlfriend at the time was, like, uh, like he, he, her father was, like, in Sony. Like, he no. was, like, he was really high up there. So, he was showing so, out. So, he came uh. in the clutch and saved Toby from making a huge fuck up. And Annie got him the money. It's good to know people in high places sometimes. Yeah, Annie got him the money. So, it worked out. I never knew about this until like a couple years ago, but you know, Jake Gyllenhaal has come really, really close to playing a superhero thing. So it's kind of ironic that he's the villain, the villain in a Spider-Man movie in Spider-Man Two. That is ironic. You know, it's like life is just yeah. kind of full of like weird circumstances like that. And I'll circle back around, bro. Right? Yeah. And fans or our fans for a while now have wanted him to play Batman. I can see that. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. I don't mind Jake Gyllenhaal. He's kind of got that dark thing about him, but he said he's not interested because he auditioned for it before 
uh, with uh, Batman Begins yeah. before Christian Bale. Like with he was in the running with Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. He came close. Didn't get. Yeah, the he does have that like uh, not a pun of words, but like this mysterious kind of way about white guy. Yeah, like you know, the dark past. he could. Yeah, <laughs> but 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 at the same time, like I feel like Batman may be a little bit too dark for him. You might be right. I, I can bit. see that. I can kind of see that. I personally will. I don't know. I'm glad he's finally going back to comic book shit. Okay. Or getting into it. Because he was kind of flirting with the big budget movies with uh, Prince of Persia. Which was like a decent movie. But, you know, if you're going by the video game, I can see how you're like, oh, shit is whack. Yeah. But, you know, at the time, I think that kind of hurt hurt his soul a little bit. And he went to, like, indie movies and shit. And it helped his... His persona, like people now look at Jake Gyllenhaal, like, oh man, this guy's a phenomenal actor. Right. But now he's at a point where he can do fun shit. That's all we really want. I think that's all actors really. Yeah, want you want to get to that point where you can do whatever you want a you little get, bit. Yeah, you get paid a lot of money to have fun. Like, I get like being dramatic and all that stuff is fun, but or it's like okay. good for your art. But like, you can't tell me you don't want to be in a Spider-Man movie or a Batman movie or whatever. Bro, cut my check right now. Yeah, I tell my job, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> now, Homecoming two, that will be interesting to you know see because they also said Michael Keaton is coming back and he was the bad guy in Spider-Man Homecoming one. Oh, I figured he was gonna come yeah, back because he knew who Spider-Man. Yeah. That Peter was Spider-Man and he didn't snitch on him. Yeah, at the yeah. End of the credits when he's in jail. And the guy's like, oh, you know, we heard you uh, know who Spider-Man is. And then the whole audience thought he was kind of like snitching shit like that. But he was like, he's like, if I knew who Spider-Man was, you know, his, his throat would be slit by now or some mm-hmm. shit. You know, but he knew. So I'm wondering how that'll play in the sequel. You know, like, is he just going to try to fuck over Peter? Nah. Some way. I feel like I would. Yeah. I would how, I see that, how I see that possibly happening? Well, no, because I don't know. I also like Peter hasn't really gained any enemies besides Vulture. Vulture, yeah. Like besides him, and the only way I can see that happening is if like he's in jail and and then somebody like about to get out. He's like, "Look, I got this. I got these weapons over here. This warehouse, and I'm put you on game. This is what it is. You do this. I got you. You know what I'm saying?" Like that that's that's how I can see it possibly going on, but like other than that, it's gonna be hard to see how he gains the enemy this time because like you know, somebody dating daughter that was and that's that was slick the way they did the a homecoming. That's the interesting thing to me about the bad guy in this next one with Mysterio is that he's kinda of just like he wouldn't really have a personal connection with Spider Man. Exactly. He's just like I'm a special effects guy who goes nuts, you know, so it's just like you know, he's the master of illusions and stuff. And so Spider-Man will kind of have to, like, I don't know, mm, deal with what's real and what's not. So it might even fuck with his My. mind because, you know, spoiler alert, he died in Infinity War. And so if this is after Infinity War, then, you know, Mysterio could, like, create an illusion of Thanos showing up. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to ask you. Is, is the second one going to be before or after Homecoming? Well, there's rumors that it's bef- before Infinity War, but I'm like, that wouldn't make any fucking sense. Because, like, honestly, it, it always confused me because um, the only part that confused me in th- uh, Infinity War was because in Homecoming 1, he was on his way to the field trip to DC, you know, to the debate-a-thon or whatever. Yeah, they went. They went but, but he ditched it, right? Yeah. He got a fight, but... 
in Infinity Wars, he's on the oh, bus again. Bus. But that yeah. makes sense though, because they're the school that they were going to was like super smart kids, so they probably were like gonna have many trips. Like yeah, that. so I was okay with that. But I guess I mean, it just kind of threw me off. It's like, oh, this this is for a scene from Homecoming. You yeah. know, that's what they're gonna put me in the mindset of. Not necessarily that exactly happened, but. I got you. I've been talking about this last episode. I think. I probably did. Maybe just personal. But I think, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where they take it, where Peter's mindset will be after going through so much shit. That's like, was Jake like a B-list actor? No, he's a he's He's now. Before he was like kind of small. He was the bubble boy. That's the thing I remember him from when I was a kid. Oh, Oh, he was bubble boy. Yeah, it's the hair and all that shit. It's a total different change, though. It's a different change, but you know you gotta pay your dues in Hollywood. You know, but you can go from Bubble Boy to Donnie Darko, which is where people started to be like, "Oh, he's a good actor," you know. And then he kind of he didn't disappear, but he wasn't really booming and shit. Yeah. And then you know Hollywood tried to make him that A-list guy with Prince of Persia, and it didn't really work. You know, I always kind of saw him kind of go ahead like uh, with Johnny Depp or somebody. Yeah, you know. That's like his persona and his whole look and everything. I feel like that's somebody you could have put up, like, and maybe even like Keanu Reeves or something. Yeah. Slightly. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you would have put him in those type of action films. Like, if if Toby hadn't came back for Spider Man 2, I kind of could understand why they would get him. Because he's got that small demeanor. Mm -hmm. Like, like, hey, hey. Like, he can play humble. And and he's humble in real life, too. So, he could have worked. But yeah. can't wait to see how this turns out, man. Yeah. So next thing, Liam Neeson mm. suits up for Men in Black <laughs> spinoff. I'm glad they found it and like said it's a spinoff and not a reboot. Yeah. Because people were gonna feel some type of way if it was just a. So is he gonna be Jake? No, I think <laughs> I think well I think he's what's the spinoff so. Yeah, he's gonna just be. He, he's going to play the head of the MIB in London. Okay. So this whole movie is going to be the Men in Black in London. Like, their headquarters in London. Because so far, the last three, it's been in New York. Mm-hmm. That's, but when you think about it, aliens could land on any other area in the world. Right. So they have to have other stations on the planet. Right. For those aliens and shit. Liam Neeson, I'm glad he's going to comedy. Because... I feel like he's done so much dramatic shit that he's kind of like, all right, I kind of want to have fun. Like, he's at that point in his life, I feel like. Wasn't he in uh, Run All Night as well? Yeah. I don't know. His, uh, the, the movies that I've seen him in is just... They look the same. They are all the, the same. Like, somebody's getting... Commuter. Yeah. Uh, it's like somebody's getting kidnapped. He's like, oh, I got to do this for my son. Yeah. I got to do this for my daughter. And you know what? It's just weird. And you know what? I think maybe... There was a time when Liam Neeson wasn't popping like that. And I think after Star Wars Episode 1... No, he was in that? Yeah, he was a Jedi. He's been mm. a Jedi. He was a lion in a, a, a Christian movie. Uh, uh, what is that movie? Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, is that, is that a Christian movie? That's a very Christian movie. I didn't know that. It's like three or four movies. Yeah, I know. But, I know they have plenty. But it's, I mean, it's made the most money for a Christian movie ever. Like, those three movies. Mm. Yeah. Poops, poops, my point. Back to that. I forgot about that movie, that franchise. But, <laughs> but I think it's a slept-on franchise that they're trying to reboot. Yeah. But uh, back to Liam Neeson, I think, uh, you know, in between those movies, 
or after those movies, he was kind of a, he was kind of slept on, and then Taken came out of nowhere, and Taken put him like back on the map, and people were like, "Yo, he could be an action hero," because mm-hmm. like, like there wasn't really like a, a slot for people that, that that were his age, right? That could kick ass, yeah, and keep up with it as and, well, yeah, yeah, keep up with it, and you know he was relatable in that movie. Like dads all over the world, mm-hmm. like yeah, so what I would do. Somebody got my daughter, you know. Right. You know, it's just the perfect concept. The trailer was tight. You know, when he picks up the phone, he's like, "I don't know who you are." Mm-hmm. He was like, "But I have a special skill set, a skill set that I have learned over many years and stuff like that." And saying all this like deep shit. shit. <laughs> and the guy on the other end is like, "Good luck," and hangs up, and he's like. Okay. okay. It's like challenge. Yeah. So that movie was great. There were sequels, not so much. But he did another movie called The Gray, where he was like in the, the wilderness in the. Like, so it was like snowing and stuff. And right? Snowing. Yeah. Like, the trailers made it look like he was gonna fight some wolves. Ooh, but right? the movie ends with him running towards the wolves, and that's it. I was like, man, that's bullshit. <laughs> but you know, I think uh, I'm glad. I'm glad he's doing some. Yeah, I didn't see any great. Like I said, the only one was like. <laughs> I wish they would have did it a little bit sooner. Like I said, when when Taken and stuff first came out, you know, like you said, when when it came out, it was like boom, 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 and then like after taking everybody, I was like, okay, I'm done. So Tyler seeing this guy chase after people all to the city. Yeah, I feel like if Sony had gotten their act together, but you know, hold on, Sony what? They, yeah, because basically they, you know, with Men in Black Three, they just they didn't know how to handle. Isn't movie. Sony still getting their act together? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they they really are counting on Spider Man and like really just Spider Man to kind of keep them afloat. But they don't really have any other big franchises. They're trying though. Yeah. Men in Black is their only other franchise that's like that was hot before Spider Man and uh, and Jumanji. They got Jumanji now too. Okay, Jumanji yeah. is their like surprisingly. Favorite. Jumanji is like still like you know it's still in theaters, top in charts, bro. Yeah, I don't know how this is happening, but I think it's the the rule of you, you know, make movies and you make them enjoyable for, like, you know, youth or all families and stuff like that, people will just go and see it again and again and again. Right. Or re- relief. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure we said this before, but I was, like, tempted to not even see Jumanji. I was, too, until I got the free screening to it. <laughs> I was like, all right, I see this shit for free. Mm. Boy, was I glad I saw it for free. <laughs> I didn't hate the movie. I just, like, if it wasn't related to Jumanji, it would be so much better. Right. If it was his own movie mm-hmm. in its own new era, like, it would be straight. You can't just go from Jumanji 1 to that shit. Like, you can't. But people are forget about it, I guess. And it's a different generation. I got to understand that. I got to let it go. That kind of, but that, that hurt our feelings, bro. That hurt my family. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, even my family members know how passionate I am about Jumanji because they were like, yeah, like when you were a kid, like I remember you would watch that movie on VHS over and over again, like in the same day, you would rewind it. <laughs> it. I study that movie. Like I know that movie. Like it's a piece of like oh, man. my genetic makeup as a filmmaker type shit. Like. You can't be mad. You can't be mad at the first Jumanji, dude. The acting, yeah. The acting, the special effects, the visual effects, everything the was writing, working with it. It was like the first time. Yeah. It was there. Yeah. So, you know, with the uh, MIB, whatever they're gonna call it, because you know they can't call it Men in Black, but uh, you got Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson back 
together again after Thor Ragnarok. And so, you know, they've got good comedic timing. A part of me does wish they would have done the Men in Black 21 Jump Street crossover. Yeah. That, that made more sense to me. It, no, how do you feel about the um, these actors? Um, Lil, of course, like Liam Neeson, he's been here. Tessa Thompson, she's on a big come up. Big come up. She's yeah. on a big come up. And then who, was that? who else was there? Chris Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how do you feel about them overacting each other? I don't think. I don't, I don't think they will. You don't I, think they will? I think the way this it, it just depends on how the script is written, and I feel like Chris Hemsworth's humor it's very different. From t- like I feel like Tessa Thompson is gonna be the Tommy Lee Jones of the, the pair. She's gonna be the serious one, mm-hmm. and Chris Hemsworth's gonna be the Will Smith. Dumbass type mm-hmm. dude, you know, maybe. I might be wrong. I mean, I see it, but I mean. Because he's Australian. And I, but I, I really like, I like the way they did Tessa Thompson in Ragnarok. Like, yeah, she was good. She was like, kind of like, she was drunk, but she was like <laughs> a competent drunk. Right. You know, and she was like kind of torn up about stuff. She was kind of damaged, but they did it in a humorous way. Thor Ragnarok is the best of the Thor movies, I think. That's only, for sure. Only because it handles the comedy and drama really well. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I think, uh, you know, will Will Smith be a part of it? Who knows? I think he needs to kind of show up just for a cameo or two. Maybe. Mm. In cre- at the credit sequence, something. Mm, middle, middle of season one. I mean, it's a movie, so it can't be middle of season one. Yeah, you said middle of season one. Now, if this was a TV show, yeah, I guess it's right. middle of season one. I think I would prefer it to be a TV show. I would like a Men in Black TV show. It's just expensive. The concept is just... With those, with those, act, with those stars, yes, it is. But I think I prefer a, a TV show versus a sequel. I would like them. At first, when I heard they were making a Men in Black reboot, I thought it was going to be like... In the tone of the first Men in Black, that would be tight. I wish they, I always wanted them to go back to that tone because it was like a regular dude sees like this uh, alien mm-hmm. and he's like freaking out and his mind is getting blown about all this stuff. And it was like the stakes were real. You could die in that movie. Like anybody could get killed in the first Men in Black movie. Mm-hmm. Like the stakes were really high. And I feel like after the first one, the second one it was too funny. Like it was too humorous. And the third one was too humorous. Way and, too much stuff. Yeah, and I was just like, we need to feel like they, they can get killed like at any moment. <laughs> Move out your mom's house. Yeah. <laughs> Take her on a date. Yeah, so, you know. And then uh, another news, I guess, uh, Solo. Mm-hmm. That's uh, apparently it's going to have a low opening of 105 to 115 million for the four day weekend now you you definitely uh guessed that number i was pretty close. you were pretty close you were under a little bit i was pretty close they said but actually you know it's funny they i'm reading the report now and they say that uh industry estimates this morning uh was at 80 million to 90 million for three day and then when they add in the fourth day, Monday, mm-hmm. it was 105 to 150. So technically, you're on point. Yeah. So I kind of had a feeling that people weren't really fucking with Solo like that. Like, 
just on a normal thing. Yeah. Because I was I saw the movie last. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Saw the movie last night. The it was sold out. The movie was sold out, but. Like I wasn't seeing the same people I was I would usually see with the Star Wars movie. Like I know those people. Mm. Like I see them every time there's a new Star Wars movie. But it was a different type of audience. It was a different. It was like not diehards, but it was just like people that would just eat this shit up. Like it didn't even matter if the movie. Looked yeah. Like and so it just felt something just felt weird about it. That people were bringing their kids, and I'm like, mm. you getting old, bro? No, not even that. It was just like. For Han Solo, like, I don't know. It just, it felt, something felt off to me when I was going in. Movie started off pretty good. I was like, okay. Yeah. This is, this might not be a complete disaster. And, uh, the middle of the movie, though, is fucking boring. Boring. Really? Oh, my God. I mean. I anticipated straight action. Please tell. Tell us, please. It has to be, like, what was funny is there's a whole sequence that you see in the trailer of the train. Heist, mm-hmm. this train heist is so boring. It's it's constructed with the right amount of uh, competency. Mm-hmm. Like a pro, definitely constructed it, but it just felt bland. Like I was like, I don't care about any of the stuff that's going on. Like and this is a big part of the movie, but I don't this care. Is a big part of the movie, like it affects the rest of the movie. What happens in that scene? Yeah, or sequence. And uh, it was just boring. I was like, there were times in the, the middle of the movie where I'm just like, like looking at my watch, like, okay, well, when is no, you did, over? did you? Yeah, and you know, I just it felt like it, it felt like a chore. Like the movie felt like a chore in the middle. But the third act, though, that's when it got good. I was like, all right, so this is where the movie redeems itself because something happens in the third act that nobody was expecting, and. When it happened, everybody in the theater just started yelling. Just going like, ah, like, oh, shit. Mm. I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Looking at my friend's hair, I'm like, looking at her like, oh, like, oh, shit. And we're like, and she's like, what the fuck? You know, she's a hardcore Star Wars fan, so she's getting, like, teary-eyed and shit. And so I was like, all right, so the movie succeeded in making people leave the movie, at least, on a high note. When they did that, I was like, there's no way I can hate the movie. Okay. I can't shit on the movie now for that one thing. Yeah. And so, it's almost a good, like, example of seeing how the studio tried to fix the solo movie after firing those directors. So, it was like a lot of fan service and stuff like that and references and stuff like that. And so, you know... I was like, yeah, that scene was tight, but was it, like, did they add that in afterwards? Mm-hmm. Or was it kind of like something they just came up with on the file? You'll know when you see it, maybe. Well, I'm going to check it out now that you've given me this insight, because, like, I don't know, my, I'm not, a, of course, a um, Star Wars fan at all. Mm-hmm. Like, told yeah. you, I've never really watched them at all, but um, I was interested in this one, and I don't know, for it to be this new trilogy... And I, I can't say trilogy because it's not third sequel. But for, for it to be a new, you know, Star Wars, mm-hmm. like, you kind of anticipate it to be some slow parts to introduce everybody, but... But even that, I was like, it was, like, it was cool to me to see how Han and che- Chewbacca first met. I was like, tight. 
I wanted to see that. Right. But the other, other shit in the middle, I wanted to be. I wanted this movie to be grimy. Like you're dealing with a character like Han Solo, who's mm-hmm. very scoundrelly. He says, "I'm a scoundrel." Like in the older movies, he right. was like he was kind of the dude that you kind of don't know if you could trust or not. But he's a pimp, though. He's not a pimp. He's not a pimp. But close enough. But you know, he's, he's just clean. like he's but he's clean with it, though. He's clean with it. He's not afraid to kill you. He's not afraid to kill anybody. But you know, and he he'll rip you off. He'll steal your shit. He's just one of those characters where you can't completely trust him. But you know, in the prequels, he or not the prequels in the originals, he's a good guy. He's a good guy who pretends to be the bad guy. Yeah. Like he's like, I'm not a good guy. He'll tell you that up front or right. some shit. But in this movie, I was like, it'd be cool to see how that guy if if he was optimistic, and then by the end of the movie, he kind of gets a little bit. Jaded, you know, and starts to become more of a criminal. Mm-hmm. Like, but I felt like because of Star Wars, they couldn't really go that route. Like, they couldn't just have their character, that the main character, be like, say, "Yeah, I want to be a criminal." It's kind of yeah. like doing a movie where like the main character was like, "Yeah, I want to be a thug," mm-hmm. and they're like the hero of the movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, it's like Superman being like, "Yeah." I just want to rob a bank today. Yeah, and no, so they kind of just, they kind of half-assed it a little bit where I was just like, eh, well, maybe a sequel, though. The sequel guarantee is going to make more, though, based off of what happens in the, the scene I'm telling you about. When you so, see it, you'll know it. So is uh, Solo um, deserving of this $100 million that they plan to see? The $100 million is like, it's basically like kind of just like, People don't have shit to do on Memorial Day weekend. So that's enough. Yeah. They don't deserve it. <laughs> but but the only thing that's keeping me from saying, oh, yes, like trash is that one. Third act. <laughs> the third act in that scene, the scene that happens, like it makes it like, okay, just to compare. In the Star Wars movie Rogue One that came out in, at the end of 2016, mm-hmm. that movie had nobody with a lightsaber in it. And so, let's start with this movie without lightsaber. Right? And that's also Han Solo. Yeah. Or, or Solo, a Star Wars story. No Jedi's or no Siths or anything with lightsabers in it. So, but at the end of Rogue One, there's a scene where these guys are trying to get these codes to the good guys. But then the lights turn turn off, and it's just dark. And then you hear in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh shit, it's Darth Vader. And then the lightsaber ignites, and Darth Vader is just going to work. He's like slicing the like we've never seen Darth Vader move like right, that right. before. He's just slow because in the old movies it was like whack, mm-hmm. like lightsaber battles. But in this, he was moving like he's doing with the horns, right? No, 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 no. That's Darth Maul. It's Darth Maul. But Darth See? Vader. See? Yeah, yeah. It's okay though, but yeah. at least you know, like yeah, 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 yeah. you can't not know. Darth Maul is that dude though. Everybody loves Darth Maul because the visual, yeah. the horns. The red face. He's like a savage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I really always thought before, actually, before you said that, and nobody killed me for this, but I always thought that was like Darth Vader without his mask on. Like, hey man, whatever. I mean, that's for that. But you're a corner of the Star Wars fandom, sort of, where it's like they want to get people like you to kind of embrace those movies. So gotcha. Solo is kind of like that movie for like a regular audience. I, I don't know how they would react to it, but when you go see it. You know, because, you know, you got to see your boy Donald Glover. Yeah, I'm definitely going to see it, yeah. 
That'll do the I just needed the inside scoop from you though. <laughs> <laughs> like what did you Yeah, bro, I really do I need to go pay for this. To be honest though, that's how I feel like this this podcast goes and how also my social media. Yeah. And so I'll say if you're a Star Wars fan, you, you have to see it only because of what happens at the end. That's it. It's you're gonna get hyped. You're gonna leave <laughs> ecstatic. People are gonna be like, man, I'm going to that movie late, bro. I mean, it's almost like, because with The Last Jedi, the last Star Wars movie that came out, there's a whole sequence called the casino scene, and it's like 20 minutes, and it's so boring. The second time I saw that movie, I saw it with my friends, uh, with Kyle and Jerry, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I just, I was like, alright, this casino scene, I'm going to go to the bathroom right quick. And then Kyle later on was like, oh yeah, when you left, I thought, oh shit, this sequence is probably boring. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so what's the bathroom at the point though? She, she was boring. So, mm. yeah. You can't be misconstrued in these people's minds, man. If it was good, give them the rep. But that's what I'm saying. Like it, it redeems itself at the end. The end is what makes the whole thing worth it. But that middle chunk, which is like a good 45 minutes, I was like, y'all could have come up with some better shit than this. Like some better. But you know, most people that go. Like, regular casual viewers are going to be like, oh, I'm just here for Donald Glover. And, you know, who don't know Lando Calrissian's character, they're going to be like, oh, that guy's kind of slick. Yeah. He's kind of cool. I like him. And so, it's a, it, it works for a regular audience person, I guess. But for me, I just, I kind of knew what I wanted out of a solo movie. I didn't even have high expectations for it. That's fair enough. But... When you see it, well, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna pick your brain about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll catch it again. I'll pick back up on it next week. After. I definitely view it about it uh, this week. Yeah, and so I'll be surprised. It would be kind of funny if Solo didn't meet a hundred. They don't hit it. Yeah, huh? They don't hit it. I mean, it's like you said, Memorial Day weekend, bro. They do. But you know, I mean, there's Deadpool. There's 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 Avengers. Black Panther. Some people still haven't seen that. That's true, but it's I mean, you have you have plenty of people that just hear Star Wars and just automatically, yeah. Like I like said, Deadpool is like like it's probably gonna be people's parents bringing them kids, their kids and like just start. Let me tell you, let me tell you. And I bet time. even if it made like ninety nine million, the studio would still find a way to spin it to be like, oh, it made a hundred million. Yeah. Somehow they pull that million dollars yeah. out of their ass. Go rent out a theater <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, and so. You know, it's it's all it's all pretty funny. I kind of predicted this when I was like when they fired those directors because one I felt like millennials or people that are younger need to start taking over with the Star Wars movies. Because one, we just look at the those movies differently. We have a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. So I felt like when they were directing the movie and they got fired for it. It was because they were going against the, like the the system, like they were doing some off the wall type shit, improvising, you know. And they yeah. probably just looked at it like, wow, these these dudes are bullshit in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're not sticking a script or anything because they're old. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows? We'll see. Oh, I want to say what the scene was, but I can't say it because it's, do it. it's a huge spoiler. Don't do it. But another Star Wars news. This happened last night when I came back from seeing Star Wars, uh, or Solo, a Star Wars story. Uh, they announced the Boba Fett spinoff was gonna, was gonna be, is back on track, and the director of that is gonna be the director of Logan. And I was like, alright, so this might be the movie that I wanted Solo to be. 
I wanted Solo to be that grimy criminal underworld of Star Wars movie. And James Mango, when you look at the shit he's made, I'm like, that's all that dude knows how to do is like kind of grimy. Yeah, and he does like kind of westerny stuff. I mean, Star Wars universe is kind of like a big western. So. Yeah. And Boba Fett is a dude that hunts. He all he does is like he, a bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a bounty hunter. You get you pay him to find somebody, he'll find you. Yeah. Ripley the spot, he'll find what you want. There's a old rap song about him. That's what I got, I got that. Ripley the spot. I didn't even catch it. You, you, you put that in there, so yeah. <laughs> There's a song. It's like, uh, what is the song? My backpack. Scott Jets. Lime Boba. Little Fett. And it is this whole rap, and he's like, he's like, I can't remember the lyrics, but it was tight. It was tight. Hell, <laughs> it was a hell. <laughs> but uh, you know. So I, we got a spinoff movie. Who's uh? Well, we just got news that they're working on it, right? Is it still well, in the writing, or? Well, I think it's still in the writing, but at the same time, it's been in the works since 2013. Oh wow! It was supposed to come out actually in 2016 or 17. Uh, and they had a director, and it was the director of the last Fantastic Four movie. And uh, he was going through so much shit on that movie. Like, mm-hmm. like the dude like, was unstable. That director was unstable. And yeah, so, that and movie's not even memorable. It's not memorable at all. And the producer of that movie was like working on the Boba Fett movie also. And he was like, yo, this guy, he's too unstable. We need mm-hmm. to like let him go. And they let him go. And he's also kind of a millennial, too. He's like 20-something, okay. 26, 27. That's what's up. But I was kind of like, damn, like, you, y'all you dropping the ball. <laughs> like, we keep getting these opportunities. And, Wait, know, that guy was the 20? That, that guy was the 20 oh. And he dropped the ball. And I was like, yo, he could have opened the door. Opened the door. He did a hot movie before that, before uh, Fantastic Four Chronicle. Yeah. I was like, that was tight. That put Michael B. Jordan kind of on the map. Right. The last Fantastic Four I remember was the Silver Server. No, that wasn't it. I know, I know, but that's oh, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah. that last one was just hot trash. But he fucked himself. Garbage. Yeah, he fucked himself around that one uh, because he uh, uh, the the day the movie came out, mm-hmm. he pretty much said on Twitter, "Hey, there's a good version of this movie, but y'all will never see it because the studio, like." Like, but no, ruined the movie, ruined my movie. They're paying you, and you don't I'm put like, him under the bus like that. I would have thrown him under the bus when the movie, after the movie, made the money. Yeah, after it made the couple money, of months afterwards. But they said that it, they said that that tw- tweet lost them at least like a hundred mil opening weekend. Like it could have been like, well, yeah, that's the director. The director. You don't, you, yeah, you can't sit here and be like, yeah, I'm the director of a movie. This movie's trash. Like, the director doesn't like it. That's it. Like, and so it's I, his vision. So I can kind of see the producers of Boba Fett being like, yo, what if we make this movie? And because he doesn't like it, because we're a committee and we have to make group decisions on the shit. Like, to on the bus. He goes on Twitter and talks shit about it. Like... Do y'all really, like, y'all really want to risk hundreds of millions of dollars? Because you know how volatile Star Wars fans can be. That's a surprising they even got a second chance. Because those, cause those guys who uh, got fired from uh, Han Solo, the Solo movie, uh, they had nothing but nice things to say. They knew, they knew mm-hmm. more bad that these people could end their careers. Like, <laughs> Shit, they might have it in the contract where it's like, bro, you cannot say anything on social media it about could, anything. It, it, it could be. They went to Twitter. That's what like, I would do. Yeah, they went to Twitter and were like, good luck, Ryan Howard. You know, have fun with the, the franchise, you know, whatever. So, mm. 
You know, me personally, I could. I don't know if I would have it in me to like. Nah, not trust him. If I got fired, like if I got fired from a movie because of creative, you know, uh, differences, you know, that kind of hurts. Especially if you shot eighty percent of the movie. And they reshot eighty percent of solo. So what you're watching is like a complete reshoot. It's not like it is a complete reshoot, bro. So, so Ron Howard pretty much had to come on, look at all the footage, and he said, "All right, well here's what we can keep. Here's what we can't keep." And it was they literally probably only kept like twenty percent, and that's probably I believe the beginning part of the movie. <laughs> Because the shot so differently, I'm like, okay, so yeah, it's definitely a change here. Yeah, and so with that said, it's like so we got an intro, to we got another intro. That's probably what made it so boring. That yeah, that and I think like, can you imagine like walking into a franchise like this and you only have like four four or five months, six months to like reshoot everything? Hell no. That's I don't think I, I really, I, but you know what? No matter how much money they pay me, whatever the case is, just to keep my name. Well, they got an executive producer credit. I was happy to see that. I mean, it's just, got fired. it's just, with a movie so big, I wouldn't take on that challenge because at the end of the day, it's like, you, you, he may be brought on for the next one. But at the same time, like you're taking up somebody else's trash, you gotta turn it into I, gold. I don't know. It's such a it's such a big movie. I don't think I would take it. It's a it's a fifty percent like like the likelihood of failure is high. Goals? I think the only goal for him, he probably was looking at it like I just need to make an okay movie. Like a yeah, movie. it can't be full out trash. Like if it's trash, I never like. I never lived to see the light of day. Yeah, 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 like Steven Spielberg also went through the same shit. That's actually how like Jaws. Get, became Jaws like they had a director on there mm-hmm. director was fucking up and somehow Steven Spielberg fucking like 20 something I think he was like 23 or 24 it's pretty inspiring he was I think they were like hey you wanna uh like you're the only one that can direct this and some shit and they didn't really trust him cause he's fucking 20 something year old mm-hmm. and you know he just had to walk on this big budget thing shit was going wrong from day one and he was just like Trying to be crafty using his filmmaker brain to yeah. fix the movie, and that movie became like one of the biggest movies ever. So it's like sometimes you, I think you just if you're hungry, you gotta take those opportunities. But for Ron Howard, it was kind of just like I feel like they like a friend asked him to do it. Like one of the producers was like, "Hey man, like, help, you, me, help me save this movie." And yeah. I know you like Star Wars, and he probably was like, "Okay," and the check is good. Let's let's get it. Let's get Would it. Would you do it? Like if like somebody if they came to me now. Yeah, and I was like, look, bro, this shit. I feel like I could have made a better movie, honestly. Oh. <laughs> like I'm not even trying to shit on Ryan Howard or anything, but I just feel like the movie needed a certain edge, like a youthful edge to it. Mm-hmm. And I would have like just kind of leaned into that. I would have just said, yeah, let's make him. A, let's make Han Solo a fucking a fucking a uh, scoundrel. Let's like go for it. Like, like full out like let's make this a grimy dirty hair let's make this a grimy Star Wars movie like I want to see the underworld because we get hints bits and pieces of the underworld the the dark 
of, of Star Wars, like when they go through bars and shit, and people are drinking. Yeah. So with that, I'm like, let's just do that. Kids have already seen the original, so they know. Yeah. Han Solo is that guy. You turn this into Sons of Anarchy. Not even Sons of Anarchy. I wouldn't have Han Solo even drinking or anything like that. But I just have him be like, you know, always looking for an opportunity to make some money. Right, right, right. That's he's hustling. So I'm just like, I wanted to kind of see that, but you know. I'm not gonna fuck with Ron Howard like that. Ron Howard is that dude. He said he made that movie. Okay. Only person I feel bad for is Michael K. Williams. <coughs> Excuse me. He's a. He is. He was cast in the movie as the main bad guy, and then when Ron Howard came aboard, he had, he said, "Yeah, we gotta delete all your shit, mm-hmm. and we gotta recast your your role with somebody else." And they recast his role with somebody else. And now the guy has is like I was in I was a part of this movie, yeah. but no one will ever know that because I got recast it and it, they reshot all his shit. So I'm like, damn. And they paid him. I mean, he got paid. Yeah, for of course, it. but still, but though. you know how that feels like if you had to tell your family like I was supposed to be in this movie. Yeah, bro. like like if, imagine day one, you're like, yeah, like mom, I, I got I'm in the Star Wars movie. I'm the main bad guy. She's like, yeah, cool, good, you son, something like that. <laughs> and yeah, and then. Skipping the hour, they they reshoot my. You told all your family to like, oh, so so so. Oh, so movie and it's like, well, uh, I'm not actually in the movie. Yeah, you gotta explain the shit. Well, no, was it bad acting or just? No, it was just they decided to rewrite the movie. Oh yeah, they had to rewrite the whole script for the director. <laughs> yeah, and so it's just like that's kind of fucked up. That's very fucked up, and so I don't know how that works, and I'm sure they'll find a way to. Bring it back into, into the, the fold. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's the only right thing to do. Yeah. But, you know, they replaced him with Paul Bettany. And he was the guy from The Wire. The other guy that... Michael K. Williams was the guy on The Wire with the okay. scar on his face. Gotcha. He was in Solo? He was going to be so in Solo oh, okay. as the main bad guy. And then they replaced him with the guy who plays Vision. <laughs> he ain't hurt you. <laughs> I mean, that kind of hurts a little bit. That was I mean, a hurt, big movie. It hurts, it hurts a little bit, but he's... He's gonna he's gonna pop back up. Like I think that oh, yeah. I think that actually probably was like even though being in the movie was the best thing for him, that's still a good look for him. I just want to see, especially what in a different universe. Like sure. that's something totally different than what he's used to. I just wanted to see what his footage, what his footage would look like. Like it might, he might have had that grimy edge that you want. That's like, what I'm thinking because he's got this. Yeah, thing. and I'm thinking because the Millers are Chris Miller and Phil Lord, who were the previous directors. Mm-hmm. They're younger. And they had a different vision for this movie, and I'm wondering if like the producers were like so old school. They were like, mm, I don't like what y'all are doing with these characters. Like it's too grimy, like mm. a little too grimy. That's what you're hoping. That's what I was hoping. Yeah. And I feel like I'm not the only one that thinks this shit because I was in line for the movie and I was pitching like someone that asked, "Hey, well, what's your pitch for a, a solo movie?" Because mm-hmm. I was talking shit about like. Like, I was like, oh, I don't know if it's going to be good, all this shit. He's like, oh, so what's your pitch for the movie? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it'd be interesting to kind of see a solo that's, like, kind of optimistic about, like, life and shit like that. And then throughout the movie, he meets this, like, crew of criminals and shit like that. And he starts to bond with them. And you, and you as the audience, are like, oh, solo found this crew. It's going to suck because they're going to have to get killed by the bad guys or whatever only to find out later in the movie that they are the bad guys like they fuck him over I would like that would be cooler to me because it's kind of like 
Like, you can't trust anyone in this game. Because you thought you was doing good shit for the right reasons. Yeah, and it's like, and also that, like, they thought that there was, like, a code. Like, it would have been cool if he thought that there was a code Mm -hmm. that the criminals lived by and that he was in that group. And then they, like, tried to fuck him over or maybe fuck each other over, you know, for the, I don't know, some amount of money that they were like, oh, we'll get a lesson to split a little bit. You know, but something, it would have been cool to have him be betrayed and then kind of, like, come to the realization, oh, shit, like, the only person... I can trust is me, mm-hmm. but he's also with Chewbacca, you know. So he's got that like goodness still in on the way he can trust a certain uh, a handful. Of yeah, and then you know maybe he had a love interest or some shit that betrays him. Like I just wanted to see some shit that like made him like how did because when you meet bad people in real life, there's a whole not even bad people but morally great people. Mm-hmm. You there's a whole story, a whole backstory to them. They weren't always that way. They were at one point naive and shit like that until somebody fucked them over. Fucked them over yep. And they just transformed them. So I would have loved to see that. I mean, sure, you couldn't end the movie with him being like. Grimy as fuck. Yeah, like I would have liked it if he had just been like. At the end of the movie, he gets something. Like the Millennium Falcon. Or he ends up with the money with Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, yeah, y'all tried to fuck me over, but. My team came through. I saw. Yeah, I didn't have a team. I saw it my coming. Team, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw it coming or some shit. But yeah, for a sequel maybe. Sounds like a sad uh, visit to Solo. No, the other nerds were like, the other nerds were like, yeah, yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. And then you know, when I saw the movie, there were there was elements of that, like pieces of that. Yeah. And I was like, is that is that the other directors? Is that Ron Howard? I'm not sure. But you know, so even visually. Um, Visually, even cinematically, like, was there a big change? The beginning. Like, is the, the beginning was just a big difference? The beginning is, I think, more handheld and shit like that. Okay. And, you know, more loose. And then, the middle of the movie, it might be the beginning, but what's funny is the beginning feels like the middle. I don't even know. It's weird. But, uh, it feels just kind of like basic, like, still shots... Not a lot of camera, cool camera movement. It's just I feel like if you do any movie in space, you need some cool camera movements. Yeah, right? it, it was just kind of like it wasn't bland, but it was kind of just like technical. It was very technically shot, mm. like somebody just knew what a close up, a wide shot, uh, that shit was. Technically, a close up is chest for it. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like that, and I was just like, uh, eh, you know. And there were elements where I was like, okay, this is cool, but. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where they where they take it. It sounds like I'm shitting on the movie the more I talk about it, but then when I think about that scene, I'm just like, mm. I can't hate it completely. Mm-mm-mm. So let's move on before I keep shitting on Solo. But it's interesting though. <laughs> uh, LeBron James <laughs> and Channing Tatum team for a new line action comedy. This one. Let me just start off by saying the film is being described. As a subversive action comedy that looks at the speed of media in our current landscape. That's all they say about it. <laughs> I, I don't. No name about the movie, no nothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's called Public Enemy. I would be surprised if, like, Kevin Hart, somebody pops up in this movie. I would not be surprised either. Right. But you know what's funny? I kind of do think that LeBron James has some potential as a comedic actor. Did you? I saw him in a movie with Amy Schumer. I can't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, I remember. 
Was, but he was funny in it. I was like, you know, the, the line, he was playing like the homeboy that was trying to get a date or something like that. Right? Was, I don't know if he, he, he might have been playing himself though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, like the guy was trying to get a date. Though yeah, he was yeah. talking to LeBron James and Brian. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what? He did good with the comedic lines I gave him because bad comedic timing, you can tell. Yeah, but he had good comedic timing, and I was like, now can he carry his own movie? No. With Channing Tatum, I don't know about all that. That seems like a big, a bit of a stretch, but. You know what? Well, he's time, good at acting. There was a time when I didn't think Channing Tatum was a good comedic actor. And yeah. then 22, 21 Jump Street came out, and I was like, yo, this guy's fucking hilarious. Like, why has he not done comedies before? That was his first comedy. But honestly, on the comedy side, I really feel like uh, Jonah Hill. He's great. I feel like Jonah Hill kind of like held the, held the rope on Jump Street. I mean, on the comedic was, side. He was more grounded. His sense of humor was more grounded. But Channing Tatum's character was more like off-the-wall type humor. Like, they both had two different types of humor. But I feel like if I really thought about 21 Jump Street, Channing Tatum's character probably made me laugh more than Jonah Hill. Really? Yeah. But that's because Jonah Hill's got, like, the body of work preceding 21 Jump Street. Right. That, you know, you, you're you automatically kind of trained to think, oh, well, Jonah Hill's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's going to say that shit anyway. Yeah. Like, super bad. he'll never not be the dude from Superbad. Like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking train, dude. Yeah, so, uh, we'll see how what, what, what happens. Shannon Tatum, you know, he, he needs work, so. So, and this is a comedy. <laughs> An action comedy. Action comedy. I've already kind of seen that uh, LeBron James has been trying to get into the acting world because it's all just a game plan for Space Jam 2. Yeah. They're not slick. I already know Space Jam 2. Space Jam 2 has been in the works for a while now. Mm-hmm. And they're just trying to massage everybody into the idea when it happens. Just like how they did the rock. Just kind of yeah, pushing in a little game. bit. Because yeah. once we get comfortable with LeBron James and and shit like that, they're going to be like, you know what? Space Jam too, And he'll probably have fucking four other rings by the end. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> four other no, rings no, by the no end. comment, but we'll saying, see. But, you know, he'll be the biggest. He already is the biggest athlete in basketball right now. Yeah, he is. And, you know, this is before. He, I mean, and I remember when he had his own bubble gum. And he wasn't even LeBron James, like, of now. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. He's definitely the biggest athlete right now. And. If anybody could do it, it is him, other than Michael Jordan, because, you know, Kobe had his time, but Kobe was in the area between two. He, he was in between the the Jordan and the LeBron, so he really didn't have his time to shine because he was always competing I, I, with him. I feel like we've had this conversation before, but maybe not on this podcast. I always felt like Kobe Bryant would be perfect for a Space Jam sequel, only because his character arc makes the most sense. But you wasn't with me shooting in the gym? Yeah, no. yeah. No, no, no. Think, no. About it, think about it. Here's my pitch for Space Jam 2. So we got Kobe Bryant. His character, his Kobe or whatever, is hogging the ball and shit like that. And he has to learn to like not be fucking selfish, even though he's talented. It's teamwork that makes the dream work. <laughs> No, nobody wants to see that. Really number eight. It's, even with that, because like even with that, like you have two different eras of Kobe, bro. You have the number eight Kobe, and you got the number twenty-four Kobe. And everybody's like, oh, what? It's, it's a different but guy. He has to go against his dark side, like Mamba. He's playing himself. 
Yeah, but it's like an animated, like, black mamba-type character, like, snake-like character. I don't know. what It's not going to be them stealing people's fucking game any, anymore. It's going to be like, there's got to be some new shit. I'm just trying to spitball what makes it. I, I got you. I, you're smiling. I'm you're trying to dig the idea. I don't. Because that's, that's, I mean, we're, we're, you're expecting that with Kobe, bro. With LeBron, you don't know. You Where would you go with the, with LeBron James? I don't know because he's so, like, bland. I'm King James. Well, we're not he's the king of space of the space world or some shit like that. He gets so full of himself. No, because I feel like LeBron James is more humble. So I feel like he's more of a humble dude. So the only thing they can really do is like, oh, LeBron, like this would probably be when LeBron is retiring when they would make a Space Jam two with him in it. He's retiring, and then they're like, oh, well, you got to come out of retirement, just like Michael Jordan did in Space Jam one. And he's like, oh, but my knees. I don't know. You know what? To compliment Michael Jordan, even though they were in the same era, to get a sort of line or a sequel of Space Gems to come out, mm-hmm. I think they should have did one with Deion Sanders. No. I think they should have. Pass. I think they should have. Doesn't have that appeal. What? Deion was the man. Yeah, but not to like mass people. Like people that weren't even basketball fans knew who fucking Michael Jordan was. That's how big Michael Jordan was. Bro, people who are not you don't know who Deion Sanders is? I know who he is because I'm black and I grew up around a family of people who like basketball. But if I, if I did, Deion Sanders didn't play basketball. Oh gosh, that explains my point. No, damn but he it. Played football, football and baseball. He's the I only person, he's the only person to make it to a World Series and a Super Bowl. The he's only athlete not big enough. Sorry, not big enough. Oh, my you gosh. You're not big enough. You're not, you're get not, out of here. I'm only going to say this because, one, I, I do respect the man. I, I, I know his face. Gotcha. But he just doesn't have a mass market appeal. Like, I see what you're saying. With the baseball, mixed with the football. I see where you're going with that. But it's just, yeah, like... Michael Jordan is a global at the time was a he still is like a global icon. Like up there with Michael Jackson, man. But the thing is just it's And LeBron is up LeBron, there. LeBron LeBron is up there but he's not it's he's a, the biggest. It's a, he's a he, he is. I give it to you but it's I don't think he's big enough to come behind Michael. That's the only thing about it. Person. I mean Kobe would have been great too but and no, and no, no, okay, okay, okay. He's the biggest in the sense of since Michael, since Kobe is left, yes, he's the biggest. He's the only one that could possibly take this role on. But if, like you said, they massage other actors and stuff into this, he could have been greater. He could have been greater than Space Jam 1. Now, no. when you put Space Jam 2 out, I guarantee you, really, when you put LeBron in there, you are not, you're not going to type Michael Space at Jam all. Two, no. I'm saying that. I'm saying that right. I'm calling it right now. Space Jam Two is gonna make a billion fucking dollars, and if not a billion, nine hundred and eighty-nine fucking million. You wanna know why? Because it's got the millennial. It's got the millennials who will be have. They'll have eat it up. They'll have kids at that point, and then kids, their kids are gonna want to see it, and they're gonna want to see it because you know it's like, oh, Space Jam Two, like really, like it's not gonna live up to hype, and then the good reviews about it are gonna be. Like, oh shit, I actually might check this out. It's going to be the Jumanji effect. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> people are going to, it's going to come out towards Christmas, probably. Right, right, right. Maybe July 4th. Family July movie. Weekend, some shit. 
you know, and, and people are going to see it. But, you know, Deion Sanders, the only reason I don't see it is because he's not in basketball. And I feel like every other Space Jam movie needs to be basketball. But it's but the reason why I said Deion Sanders is, like, coming at the Michael, I think that would have kept the legacy kind of going. Nah. It would have been trash. But it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Well, never mind. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure some millennials that hasn't seen, like, haven't seen Space Jam 1. You might be right. No, I think you're you're right, but they eventually will. Like they'll see it on Cartoon Network or some shit. Adults win. I'm uh, not adults win. No, definitely not. CBS. Like it's on all the time, and so I feel like even if you haven't seen it, you'll you'll check it out if you're a lover of basketball or Looney Tunes, or you're just really stoned one day and see Michael Jordan stretching his arms. <laughs> <laughs> Over half court, yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, so it's just stuff like that where you just laugh, like you know. It just depends on where, where you're at during the day, you know. I guess so, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I just I worry. You worry? I I do worry. I mean, because I mean, I don't know. Man. In this basketball world, really, like one on one, I really feel like people. People do cling to LeBron like they did Michael Jordan back in the day. Like he's carrying teams or whatever. You <laughs> might give him that. But he's just so so this new game is so weak, bro. Well, I'll say this, and I'm not even a big basketball head like that. If you look at Michael Jordan's reel to LeBron's reel, they don't compare. Michael Jordan's reel goes hard as fuck. His way he plays is hard as fuck. But LeBron has persistence. And that is what I think people respect. Is the persistence of it all. BS. It's true. It's the persistence and the... He's got good character. At least that's what he shows to the public. And like, you know... Half the game is, you know, showing respect and stuff like that. And I think... He's a good example. He would be. A, he's a good NBA poster child. That's what I say. Okay, all right, NBA right. looks at him like he's the poster child. Like, he, like they look at all the other players and they're like, like this is who you're supposed to be. Right. This is how you should act. Conduct yourselves like in this manner. Yeah, and so I'll say that much. That's why I feel like he is right now that guy. Kobe can't be that guy because he's he was. He spoke that his he has a he's done some shit, but he's done some shady shit. It's not enough. He can't be in a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he won an Oscar, so he can't I, be in a kids movie. I'm just saying, dude won won an Oscar for an animated film. He cannot be in the kids guy, movie. The, I mean, the guy can do anything. You Did you see that movie? Nah, I didn't see that exactly. shit. Exactly. But I'm, I'm just saying, man, won't do an Oscar out of nowhere. I'm just like, if he can do that, he can do anything he puts his mind to. I guess LeBron James up next, bro. LeBron is up. He's ready. He's talking. He grew his. He got that hair surgery. <laughs> he got the next. <laughs> to redo his or uh, to fix his hairline. So I'm like, I'm just for the big screen. Because, you know, when you look at yourself on the big screen, you know, you see all your imperfections. Next. <laughs> LeBron in his hair. But speaking of L's. <laughs> Idris Elba is set to direct and star in The Hunchback of Notre Dame for Netflix. What? One. I'm like, Idris, man. How and Why where? are you doing this to yourself? Yeah. Like, you don't need to deform yourself. Like, that's not... That's is he going to be... The Hunchback. No. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, I get that they're letting you direct it. They're letting you direct it. That's a big come up. You That's get, it's something different. You get to be a director and you get to direct yourself. But this could go badly because it's your first directorial debut. And mm-hmm. you're directing yourself. Bam. 
No. Stop it, bro. And you're ugly. Stop it, bro. Just yeah, because the thing about it, the, the thing about it is, women want to. He's he's an icon for older. All the moms, all the. Well, yeah, like so for him to even do that to himself. Nah, all bro. Boomers, man, I'm like. He even got married and switched up on the play real fast, yeah, bro. I'm like, who who is your your manager? Like, if I was his manager, I say, Idris, don't fucking do this, man. Direct if, sign. If, if you were, if you were direct. Cool. But don't act. Don't act. And he shouldn't act at all. I mean, I already know what his face is gonna look like, and I'm just, yeah, I'm just like, man, like, what are you doing, Quasimodo? And he's got the voice for it. Like, if I close my eyes and kind of imagine Quasimodo with Idris Elba's voice, it kind of, it kind of works. But uh, you know, it might put a new spin on the whole Hunchback ideal. It's gonna be the image. Because, I mean, you know, he's going to be the hunchback. Then he turns into this, you know, strapping young man. Well, not young, but the strapping yeah, guy. Strapping all that ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it, I don't think it's a good look for him to act in that manner, bro. And they're saying it's a modern day version, too. So he's going to, like, wear a hoodie and shit. <laughs> Stop, bro. It's gonna be, it's Stop just, it, bro. I think this might be Netflix's, like, for, well, it's not their first fuck up, but... No, they're taking this chances. Idris Elba's second fuck up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Idris, for the most part, he's trying to make a name for himself, and he's and he sees that like he probably saw Bright on Netflix with Will Smith and was like, you know what, I need to get with the winning team, and so you know he made a deal with Netflix, and so I, I can't knock him for that because all the actors who are having trouble. In, on regular mainstream movies mm-hmm. are going to Netflix because they know that that's like that's the second yeah second best yeah and th- there's more viewers too technically people that have Netflix aren't fucking they, they are going to the movies and some of them aren't yeah and so it's like a bigger audience like Will Smith jumped on the train he was the first one to jump on the train that was like a big actor and that paid off big time yeah like, everybody was talking about break yeah I mean it's getting a sequel and shit so Maybe he's just trying to be buddy buddy with them, you know, and kind of, kind of get in on it, you know. And then you're taking like a classic Disney movie. Bro. I never really liked Hunchback of Notre Dame. I didn't either, but the thing that's that's classic. That's the that's the thing about it. Like you you know it, but you might have been you might didn't pay attention to it, but. For this guy to play that character, like, like it's just yeah. bad actor man, you, 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 like because it was something about like. It was like a bum, pretty much on the street, and then he fell in love with this girl or some shit, and he kind of saved the day. And you know what? They might even do something where they just might hunch his back and keep his regular face. No. <laughs> you can't. You're like, you can't just Yeah, have, you can't, yeah. You got to go balls deep Bruh, in this. Quasi had the, the fucked up shirt, the hunch on his back, his <laughs> eyes was lumpy. Pink nose. Yeah, the hair was fucked up. Like, it's, it's and, and that's the thing about it. Like, even if you imagine the old, like, Quasimodo's like, how, how are you even gonna get into that? No, I don't. I don't see it. I just don't see it. Well, man, he's like what six foot something, probably, tall shit. Probably, I don't know. It's it's all it's weird, man. It's weird. But you know, uh, you know, it's funny seeing the reactions on a uh, on like Deadline and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody said. 
Uh, please don't tell me that he's playing Quasimodo. Like, LOL, worst case of handsome washing ever. I've never heard of handsome washing, but, but I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> like, handsome washing is a fucking thing, I think, now. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> and people are saying, like, flop. And like, it's, that's what I said. I hope, I hope he's not Quasimodo. That's all I hope. Mm-hmm. That's he's Quasimodo. He's not going to be the guy going after Quasimodo. I read that. I know, but he's, you know, he's a theater actor, so he wants to do the, oh, I am fucking ugly, and how could you love a man like me? You know, like, yeah, you can see how he's talking. I see him talking, voicing, but no, not acting. And it's probably going to be some action shit. It's probably going to be action-oriented. You can't be too much. He'll be using a stick or some shit and rocks. Hunchback fighting, you know, it makes his spine stronger so he can, like, punch harder. Well, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, like, Quasimodo was, like, swinging from, like, vines and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. He swings from and shit. shit. Yeah. Mm. So, that's, that's why I'm just, like... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I can't. I, I don't. I feel like I couldn't be friends with Idris Elba because I would judge all his movie choices. <laughs> Bro, like I wouldn't be the one that would like. But maybe he would appreciate that. That I would be like the only honest one in this no, clique. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. I feel like I would. Like if I, if he wasn't paying me or some shit. No, he's paying you, bro. If you're in this clique, you gotta be man. Look. No, but if I'm like another actor buddy, like a friend, like we're close friends or some shit, and he's like, oh, guess what? Sign on to direct and act in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. I'd be like, I like Snicker. He'd be like, what? I'd be like, yo, <coughs> you're just ever man. Like, <laughs> all the coolies love you. Why don't you make a movie that kind of make a straight up movie for them? Like, and that's the thing. This is that's his. That's his area. You don't have. We don't have any other black people like that, bro. He could be in action movies. He should be like. He could be a transporter. Besides, besides, besides him and The Rock, where we have no other people that are literally like that. Literally can bring older women to the movie theater like they can, bro. Like that's just. No, you're probably. right. You're right. Michael Ealy, maybe. Who? Michael Ely. Light skinned dude and uh, the perfect guy. No. Yeah, he's not on that level, but he's got. He's got his own fan base. They love him. Possibly. He's like skin. They love him. <laughs> Once I type, I'm typing in like the image so you can kind of see him. Nah. Nah, you're like, no. No, no, no. I, no. I feel like he's got a fan base. He has a fan base, but it's not the moms, bro. He's like skin. This, nah. Oh, come on. It's man. not. I'm not. I'm not. But you're just not going to put him on. No, no, no. Like, yeah. He's just always going to bring like. Bro, he's going to bring 25, 25-year-old today going like 60-something. I will agree. Like, he's going to bring in like but, 25 know, to 30. I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's just the movie choices that he's making that's hindering his success. Like, the last, what was that movie? Uh, the, the Dark. Came, the Dark Tower. Yeah. It was just a good idea, but it just wasn't the right role. Like, women didn't want to see him in that role. He had he had no shirtless scenes. <laughs> he had no shirtless scenes. He's shooting his old ass gun. He's looking dusty as fuck. But you know what? I think I, I feel I feel like with that movie, he was kind of taking a more millennial vibe to the Denzel because that that's who was on the scene before each up was Denzel, and it, it, it was like a a millennial like the Book of Eli. Not not as grimy. It wasn't as grimy, of course. It wasn't. It was nowhere near as good. I don't think either. Of course not. 
I mean, I, I get that. But I'm saying, like, I think it took more of a millennial feel to the Book of Eli. I don't know about all that. I just, well, you know, I know. Now, I see like, as far as, like, the grindiness and I stuff like that. Because, one, I think somebody was saying that the books are way more complex. And that that movie kind of, like, just, like, tried to streamline it and make it more accessible mm-hmm. for teenagers. Like, it had, like, fucking rap monsters. And, like, Matthew McConaughey being, like, all, like, you know. I was dubbed on that movie. At first, I was like, oh, this might be once I saw it, I was just like, man, this is a drag. I like this whole movie's a fucking drag. And they're making a TV show that he's apparently kind of starring in. I'm like, Idris, Idris, Idris. The fuck are you doing? I don't know, bro. He might be doing the dog. Like, uh, what's your boy name? Uh, the play for the Raiders. Running back, Marshawn Lynch. You know, he got all his sponsorships and he just saved his money. He just might be just stacking his bread. Stacking money. Yeah, he might be just getting money. Because everything that people say that he should do, he's like, nah. Not to mention he came out late. True, but people were like, people were saying stuff like, oh, why don't you want to play James Bond? And he's like, oh, Daniel Craig, he's good on that. Like, I don't need to play James Bond. I'm like, bro, you need to play something like James Bond. But he can't. But he can't. He can't take over that legacy. He's too old. No, for that. no, no, no. I'm saying you need to take on something that's a spy thing that's not James Bond related, but like a niche. Huh? British. He, he's British, and I'm just like, why don't you just make a franchise that's built around another a spy yep. that's black and looks exactly like you, Idris? Like, be smart. Don't be a dumbass. Like. In the last James Bond movie, there was this whole thing about 009. Actually, they make a joke about 009 being like cooler than James Bond. Like he get like, and James Bond actually gets 009's like car and shit, and it's got all these cool pimped out features. And he's like, "Wow, like this is how 009 is uh, working." <laughs> and he's like, "Like it really made you say, oh well, who the fuck is 009?'" And in my mind, I'm just like, "That's fucking Idris Elba right there. That's Idris. Like, yeah. that if you were to spin off from." James Bond and keep those people that... He's like an OG in the game. Like Yeah, people keep asking, oh, well, well, why can't he be James Bond? I'm like, he doesn't have to be. He can be 009 and people will be okay with it. And, you know, you won't get racist people being like, oh, James Bond should be mm-hmm. white. You know? And so... Because he's 009, he's a whole different agent. Got you. See, I, I should be. I like that. I like that. I, be, I like what you did there. I should be his agent. Like, he, can, he can put out two good movies and be alright. Like, he'd be he straight. Start his own franchise, bro. Like, three, four movies. He gets too old, you know. Just. He didn't show you going to do this shit now. The Hunchback Notre Dame, bro. Yeah, he's, he's fucking up. He, and, I don't play the Hunchback Notre Dame. I'm fucking like, I'd gladly take that one, but he. In the, yeah. Like you said, who's taking you? You would jump over that grenade for him. I'll do it for him, bro. And you know what's funny? I think this all might be just a whole ploy to get more into directing. I feel like because to be able to direct, direct is more of where his heart is at is now. Like he probably is like, yeah, I, I need to be behind the camera more. Stay behind. Yeah. Stay behind the camera, Idris. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. That uh, kind of hurt my feelings a little bit. I wasn't even expecting that today. I know. I started with very favorite. when you saw it. You were like, really? Really? My, my feelings were too. I posted on my Snapchat like, this man just keeps taking the L's. And, I mean, he got killed off in fucking uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yep. He's not coming back. Nope. Because I feel like he's upset that he didn't really get shit to do in any of those movies. I wish. I wish they would have killed him off. Because, like, even in the Ragnarok, like, 
he was was he in the fight scene? He was, he was, he yeah. was at the end, but he didn't do shit. I wish they would have gave him like a whole like twenty minute like backdrop of him like just being a warrior and like going out. Yeah, going out and just doing shit like like Thor's gone. He's the next up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like whooping ass. Like if they would have did that, I'd be like, Oh yeah, I'm proud of you. Just, that would have been tight. I'd be proud. Even in Thor, like if he had like not even Thor in um Infinity Wars. Yeah, if he would have lasted just a little bit longer, like even to help Hulk out, like really fight. You know what would have been ballsy in Infinity War if in the beginning they had killed off Thor instead of yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, Idris character survives and he's the only one left that's worthy to hold. Or the hammer got destroyed, but he forges a new hammer and shit. Uh, right. Four. Comes, yeah, and then he becomes the new Thor and shit. Nah. Heck no! Heck no! In the comic books, whoever is worthy of Thor's hammer becomes Thor. His character was the only other person I could see that could probably. Yes, but no. And I'm sure not Infinity. Not Infinity. No, 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 no. no. If they pulled that shit off in Ragnarok, Ragnarok Ragnarok was too good to kill off Thor. Infinity War. I would have just I, if I they did that shit. I would be like, yo, like now that's ballsy. Hell no. Just give it just some time to share. Hell no. It was already it was all, the, the final fight was already in Wakanda. I know Hell it was no. lit. Yeah, that fight was lit. But I'm just saying it would have been cool because one, it just is the only other uh, only actor in the Thor movies who got to wear a helmet, and mm-hmm. everybody is saying, oh yeah, Thor should be wearing his fucking helmet in the movies, and he never does. You get Idris. We've already seen him in the helmet. We're okay with it. We're cool with seeing him in the helmet, and it doesn't look dorky. So, I'm but they would have to do it. They would have had to do it in a way that Thor did not die. Well, I, no, I mean, like they couldn't get back in the next Avengers movie. Hell no. Yes, I mean, even though even though we've already seen, you know, we've already seen Infinity Wars, and we understand Thor was a big part in. You you could have did it, yeah, bro. It was so many tears. I would have I would have cried, but I would have been like. But the movie's kind of surrounded about around Thor. I agree, but you're just saying this because you've seen the movie already. There's so many alternate versions of so, how this movie could have went. So, it could have been equally as entertaining. Okay, so entertaining. Uh, let's let's get your spiel on if <laughs> Idris. Where what would he have, what would he, what did he have done? Well, it just already did this running start by sending Hulk to fucking Earth, you know, to, you know, uh, mm-hmm. start the preparations. If it wasn't for Idris's character, they would have, like, been unprepared for the shit that was coming. So, I would have just had him crafted it. I mean, you can, he can serve the same purpose as if Loki. Lo- I'm saying if Loki would have let Thor die and Thanos hand it. No, 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 no. I would have had the same things happen. Loki tries to save Thor gets, gets his neck snap and then Thanos is just like, oh, well, you know, I can't really leave you alive because you'll just come after me. Yeah. You know, some shit and he just kills, he just kills Thor and then it just is on the ground just like, like, no. <laughs> no. And then, you know, and then he's about to get stabbed by Thanos because he's like, oh, you shouldn't have sent Mm-hmm. Hope to blah blah blah, and he's like, I'm summoning once more. Dark <laughs> <laughs> energy. Oh no! And then he just fucking uh, just beams himself. Yeah, beams Beam himself. me up, Scotty. Yeah, to be real, he could have beamed himself to fucking. Yeah, he really could. Yeah, he could have did all of them. He'd be like, oh, he's coming, and he would have been more helpful than fucking Hope. Hope was trash. By himself. 
Do you want to be gay? I need you. Yeah. 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 yeah, so, you know, I think uh, there's so many more interesting variations that that movie could have went through, but I'm not going to shit on Infinity War because it was good. I wouldn't shit on it either, but never, never the, only, the only way I see Aegis Elba, if, if that were to happen, the only way he could have done it was in Ragnarok. That's the only, that's the only way I could have seen. It can happen in Thor's own movie. It can only happen in a movie like Avengers. But Thor is gone. Like you can't. You you're not. You're not. Of course, you say you know like. Because Thor didn't have his power. He didn't even have his power. It rang him up. I mean, he did. He so, just kept getting zapped when he was when he would try to. You know, use it. No, he didn't have his. He didn't have his hammer. He, he just didn't have his hammer, but he had his power still. Because remember at the end of the movie, he was just like, or during the movie when he fights the Hulk without his hammer, he's like starting to whoop the Hulk's ass. It was like, oh yeah, this whole time, like you thought the hammer was like giving you some type of special thing, but yeah. you had the power the whole fucking time. Why? That was the point of that. I got you. I got you. But I and let us know what y'all feel. But I believe if in Ragnarok. He would he just uh, would have gained Thor's power while he was gone because he was the one that was saving everybody. He was the one saving everybody in. Uh, but I'm just like the hammer just made you fly, just made him fly and was, you know. That's well, the- I think he should. I, well, no, that's not me. I, I think Thor should have lost his power in the other world because like his, his whole just- his whole planet his home planet is being destroyed. It's taken over. The throne was taken over by his sister. Mm. Well, now we're just, you know, we're just, well, we're getting to the fun of variable. I think that would have been just more exciting than killing Thor off in Infinity War. Even if you would have killed Thor off in Infinity War, it would have been like. You would have just been salty about it. Oh, you would have been like, bro, what the. But that's what you want. That's what you kind of want. I mean, for Infinity War to make people start. Like, if you really want to make people feel like, oh, shit, anybody can go in this. I mean, even though they really did sell it with Loki getting strangled or whatever. Yeah. And then he would kill it. It's yourself, but it it would have had a big oomph if they had just killed Thor. Yeah, if they had killed Thor, I would have been like, yo, like that's you can't do that. Like I would have been like, you can't, you can't really do it. But instead, all the Loki fans and the Idris Elba fans like, y'all can't do that. <laughs> much smaller majority of people were right. actually offended by by them killing that is true. Loki and Idris Elba's character, who I can't remember his name, but. Uh, <laughs> But you know, it's gatekeeper. Just, yeah, we'll just say the gatekeeper. Yeah. That's whack, man. You should know his full fucking name. Fuck that. Yeah, Heimdo. Heimdo. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, Heimdo. Open the Bifrost. But uh, you just searched it. Nah, I didn't. I just I had to think of what Thor would say, and that's like for some reason that line sticks out to me the most. Heimdo. Open the Bifrost. Yeah. Because well, even in the first one, though, he said it a couple times and it didn't happen. <laughs> the first one's actually it's pretty good. This first one's pretty good. A lot of people shit on the first one, but it's actually pretty dope. If you don't like Thor series all together, like. Two is whack, though. Two is whack. Thor. Two is good. I thought all Thors were good to me. Two is baby shit. Here we go. Nah, with, here we go with this conversation. Here we go with this conversation. I'm just saying it was. I bet you do look look, since you don't bring up that conversation, I bet you do know baby shit. <laughs> how gross baby shit is. Whatever. Anyway, I'm just saying that it was bad because even Thor Ragnarok was making fun of Thor too. Like when Loki's like having that whole play about how he died and shit. And they had those people make like doing the opera music and shit. From the score of Thor 2. That's horrible. And he's like, oh, people will remember what you did today, Loki. And he's like, 
Like it was so over dramatic that even that movie had to make fun of that shit. I like them all. Basic. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Yeah, that's Pokemon, bitch. I know what it that's is. That's different. Huh? It's different. I know what it is, huh? Whatever. <laughs> Anyways. Let's talk about something that's very sad. No, no, no. You already knew this was no. coming. I knew this was coming. Morgan Freeman has been accused of sexual harassment, but not assault. So we can take that as kind of a victory, maybe. <laughs> but basically, how do you deal with God, basically, fucking being a sexual harasser? Let me, let me. I don't know. I, I, have the, I have the same comment on Bill Cosby. I have the same comment on Morgan Freeman. Shit. I got the same comment on Mr. Bill Clinton. When you're a celebrity where people are going to throw themselves at you, you can't double back years later. Like, of course, people will say sexual harassment. They didn't that. double back. These are people that just said he tried touching them like so t- like cop in the field. And I get he's like 70 or 80 old men just are is it recent this is just shit that's been going on for years it's allegations it's not allegations you wanna know why because for years Morgan Freeman's been 70 for like 20 years no no but for years we've known that Morgan Freeman had like a bit of a like player side when he left his wife at like 70 something or 60 something we were kinda like yeah she got full she got sick of his shit and we cause there were always rumors but this kind of just puts the nail in the coffin. And I'm like, it's not, I mean, it's it's bad, but it's not like he raped anybody. He didn't rape anybody. And that's what Bill Cosby here. Bill Cosby here. Bill Cosby, he's on a different level. He's on a different plateau of terrible. Give it like two more weeks. Somebody will say he tried, they tried to rape him. I mean, he, they, well, actually, they said it varied from unwanted touching to inappropriate comments to asking a woman if she was wearing underwear. If anything, I can just say he that is rude behavior, but it's not it's not like Daniel. All right, let me let me ask you a serious question, bro. Here we go. Oh, just real G shit. Like, if you were ever as rich as this guy was, and women are just pouring themselves at you, but these weren't regular women. What do you mean they won't really? They were it like, matter. They're, they're, no, no, no. They were like production assistants. Who they're were, women. Women pointers. Some, no, 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 no. You got to understand that these people were like people that were like. So you telling me Morgan Freeman was just on the set and was just like, hey, girl, you got some panties on? Yes. Let me get some coffee. If, if I'm old as shit and I see some fine women around me or whatever, and I think I can shoot my shot, probably. Is that how you shooting your shot? First off? No, but I'm saying his basic male mind probably was like that. Maybe, but I'm saying Morgan Freeman is not gonna shoot his shot like that, bro. If he's worth, maybe he's worth that much money, and the rumors have already been swirling around for years. And, and also, there's other people that have I'm come right. out, like uh, some other old actor who's not black. I can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, because he's not really on my list of like mm-hmm. likable actors that I like. But yeah, he would like talk to his assistant or his assistants any type of way. And they would like bring him food, and he'd be like, "Yeah, like, uh, so what's on the menu today? A uh, nice clip." He was like, "I like a nice clip for the menu or something." <laughs> and so you know, it's like somebody to somebody's like mind, I guess, to have to deal with that every fucking day. Somebody that you're not attracted to, like, imagine you had to be the assistant to some old lady, some old haggardly lady, and you, she and she's like, 
Oh, you know what's good on the me today? Your dick. You get to hear that every fucking day. I'd be, I'd be tired of that shit. Or she just tried to cop a feel. And let's say she's like super ugly. Like super unattractive. Like it's different if it's Holly Berry doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like if Holly Berry, like if I was Holly Berry's assistant, there's no difference. Berry, there's like, no difference, bro. No, it is a difference. If Holly Berry tried to like touch me or something, like, and I'm her assistant, I would like be like at first I'd be like Holly, but then at the same time afterwards I'd be like Holly. So there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. There's a big difference. One because I'm trying to smash Holly Berry. That's that's the main difference. But nobody's trying to smash Morgan Freeman unless you're shitting me. Unless you, nobody is trying to smash Morgan. Unless you have shitting me, shitting, <laughs> shitting. Unless you have severe. Bro, that's like saying ain't nobody trying to smash Oprah. I mean, people are trying to smash Oprah, but for okay, what the fuck is the difference with Oprah? Oprah's worth billions of dollars. That's like saying ain't nobody trying to smash Hillary Clinton. Nobody's trying to smash Hillary. Bullshit. I'm telling you, nobody's Bullsh- trying to, nobody Bullsh- wants to touch Hillary Clinton. Come on. Even Bill Clinton wasn't trying to smash <laughs> That was a nice comeback. <laughs> no, that's true. No, that's, um, bro, like, but when you are worth money, bro, that changes your mind. That changes people's mindset, and when you don't get, whether, and I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say, bro, it's allegations or whatever. People say different things or whatever the case is. Dude. Nobody lives their life like that perfect, bro. Everybody shoots their shot at some point in time but doing weird saying, shit like that. I'm saying these people didn't make any moves on him. He made moves on them. So what you want? That's but like but by those moves, like he imagine if you were a girl, a woman, and you had oh, you gotta be girl sex is not good. Yeah, I know I changed the woman, so fuck you. You can't even go. You couldn't even go for that. But you saying sex has got to be a woman? We go ahead. It's not sex that has to be a woman. Yes, it does. It's in the situation there were women. Fuck. Right. Girls, women. I got you. Go ahead. men. Mm-hmm. Fuck up. But, anyway, but anyways, I was just saying, uh, like, if you had a skirt and this guy keeps trying to lift it up and shit like that, like, and you're not doing anything. You're not doing anything to lead my husband that you're just fine. Bro. Like, you don't see the problem with that. I see, I the see a problem with it, but at the end of the day, I... You giving him way too much leeway here. No, I'm saying like soon keep it moving. He's not like I said. It's not. It's not. He's not putting his hand. He cop fails and stuff. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you can't def- like there's certain things you can't defend. So I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Okay, ask for it. Even though I asked, I just said it three times. I have a question. I'm saying it again. I have a question. What is the difference between him copping fields, doing all this other stuff, and the things going on in Hollywood? That people are okay with, and that people are letting go, or that people accept because it's the Hollywood lifestyle. Well I, well, I feel like now we're at a point where there's this whole cathartic thing that's happening where the people that have let the shit go, there's so much mental damage that's been done that when they have seen someone actually pay for their crime or start to pay for their crimes, that they start to feel like, no, what he did or what he or she did, you know. They shouldn't get away with it. I myself was in a weak of my life. Like, like, and I know that it's it's hard. Like, if you have a strong mental fortitude and you look at these people, and you're like, how could you be so like? Yeah. But some people aren't built like that. Like, some people literally go to L. A. and they are looking for opportunity and they get taken advantage of at whatever age they got taken advantage of, naive, whatever. Yeah. And they get older and they realize because the mind is so complex that. The shit that they were holding in it has affected them. 
And so it's one of those things where they got to take responsibility for what happened. And at the same time, you can't just let somebody that affronted you. Old and, then, and ugly touch on you. Well, well, actually, I think somebody had investigated this whole thing. Like, we all knew that Morgan Freeman was kind of like one of those uh, guys. Uh, yeah. But, oh, Uncle, you dig deep. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't have like a Bill Cosby body count of people he's harassed. It's like eight people, eight or nine people. <laughs> so, so, you know, the the, the like the only woman on record who has witnessed one of the incidents is his like Freeman's company's co-founder, uh, Lori McCreary. And so, you know. It's just one of those things where it's it's just it's not a good look. I think I just kind of turned my nose up at the whole situation because at the end of the day, I just really feel like in that industry, regardless of who you are, whether somebody was feeling you or not, everybody is. And I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying that everybody should get away with it, but I just feel like it's done so much that I'm pretty sure it's more than eight people. Yeah. I, I'm not guarantee you it's more than eight people. <laughs> Well, but at the people. same time, but at the same time, I guarantee it's like more people that you don't expect to do that that is doing the same thing. And like you said, for for people's mental strength or whatever, you, whatever where you just use like charcoal words, something you just said. But like, I, I really just feel like you know, at some, at some point in time, it's okay. I gotta get out of this situation, and it's like some people are gonna accept the thing of. It, 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 bo- it just boils down to money. But you gotta understand, though. These are some people, like, when this happening to them, they're doing their jobs. They're trying to do their jobs. Like, they can't just back out of it and say, oh, I'm gonna find something else because they gotta pay rent next week. And so, and so with that going on, it's just like, they could've told somebody, hey, Morgan did this. Mm-hmm. But you gotta remember, Morgan Freeman played fucking God. Like, like, these people have played certain characters, so it's like, what's going to happen, like, in their mind, and probably in reality, is that they're going to call, they're going to say some shit happened, that big actor or actress is going to say, that shit didn't happen, you're just fucking trying to fuck me or some shit, and you're just mad because I turned you down, and then studio comes in, like, oh, we got to let you go, because you're, like, one of those hippie people, who are, not hippie people, but, like, obsessed people that... Are trying to flip the stars and stuff like that. Okay, I got a question, man. How about this? So, for the big A-list actors, and then you have the coffee girl that wants him to get a feel. What what do, what do the actors do? When the actors do just to do their job and act, you do it. And you're getting Brown. somebody. And you're getting somebody. Chris Brown does. Well, slap does. No. Oh. That was nice. <laughs> but, but you get you get them to sign waivers, forms saying hey. This is consensual. It's a weird thing to say. If this feels what you're saying, but you have to. I'm about to walk away from this fucking. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying that life is so complicated, and there's so many ways you can get caught up in this that you have to cover your ass like that. I mean, all the celebrities know know this. Even the like mostly singers are doing this, but actors need to start doing this shit too. Which is having people sign shit before you do anything. Like, even if we go on a, like... Like, before you take a drink, before you hop in the car, everything. Yeah, just keep it moving. Even Nick Cannon at one point was like, yeah, I don't even... I don't even hug women. I don't even hug my coworker women. I just will give them a high five and keep it moving. That's it. 
you know and so it's just like <laughs> the, it's, it's in a weird a weird phase where it's just like even if you didn't do anything you still could get in trouble for doing something so it's just like Morgan Freeman definitely did that shit though we are, we are, we are I, I'm, I, I'm not but, he didn't I'm not again, I know, I know, I'm not saying I know, I know. but you're walking a fine line like what you're saying is a fine line because there's so many variables to it well, you're a celebrity, bro. You're going to be so... Many people that are trying to make you. But some people aren't into you. It's like... Like... Some people aren't into, into Robert Downey Jr. But there's a lot of people that are. So it's just like... You know... You can't... I, uh, 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 I, I, give, I give you the whole mental thing. Because at the end of the day, like... If I was a, if I was a celebrity and I was shooting my shot... I'd be like... There's more, more fish on the sea. Fuck you then, bitch. Like, I'll probably get you fired. Yeah, see, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah, you're an asshole. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that, but I'm just saying. You like, wouldn't do that. No, you won't. <laughs> okay, but you want people to have the same mutual feeling around you. And I don't. But there's no way. I don't believe Morgan Freeman is that creepy enough to just be like. Just be like. Hey, yeah, girl, let me get in the papers. Let me sign that contract. I do. Slap you on the booty. I do because he went away. Fuck no. He comes from a way. He comes from, we forget. He comes from a different ass time. Like, male, male wise. Male wise. And to have seen the time that he's he was in, like, growing up, to where he is now. Are we talking riot time? Are we talking right. black and white? Jim Crow time? Both. 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 So wouldn't he understand if he just disassociated and shit like that? It's an empowerment thing. It's money, power, and also the way that us as males we do look at women like, like you know, like oh my god, they're like amazing and shit like that. Like, like almost like food, almost like so. Mm -hmm. So it can be twisted in a dark way to some males where they might like it too much and then it becomes creepy. And that happens. We we all have creepy. Yeah, friends. but 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 the <laughs> thing is, but when when stuff like when things like this is put out, it's more so you don't you don't get the you don't get the uh, you know we were laughing and giggling and then you know <laughs> and I tapped him on his knee. I touched him. I know, but you're it's, it's more. It's just, it's just no. I was just giving him his coffee and he slapped me on my ass. Because that's that's exactly what happened. You gave him the coffee, he slapped you on your ass, but the day before you were leaning all on his shoulder and shit. I feel like I feel like you're very I feel like I'm just I'm just I'm just saying it's like it's a thin line, but as a some in this in, in somebody's position, like Morgan Freeman, who makes all this money, he's smart about the movies he, he chooses. He's a very articulate guy. Like he's not just but he's in the business business. Cover up. No, he's been in the business so long. There's Hollywood talk. Like, if I was in Hollywood, having to do like a, if you've done press releases for like nearly forty years of your career, you know how to fucking like make your your image look squeaky. Yeah. Like, you know, and you make people like you make enough people like you. So when something like this happens, you're like, oh, I don't believe that Morgan would ever do that. He's He's like, can you just imagine that he just walked up to some girl and slapped her ass? No, it's Morgan Freeman. He's a good guy. Damn, okay? damn. I've seen him in like 40 movies. Damn. <laughs> Do you feel, well, what's the guy? Damn, I can't think his name. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tiger Boy guy. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. That's different altogether. No, huh? No, 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 no. Listen, hold on, listen, hold on, hold on. In Two and a Half Men, do you really think Charlie Sheen's motherfucking housemaid looked like that? Woman that played on that show, 
Like he just he was some girl just always talks shit to him, cleans up. No, that's different. That's different. What's he different? Why it's different? Because in real life, Charlie Sheen's housemate, he sleeps with his housemate, but he 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 also so, he, he also made sure that they signed the waivers that they were okay with it. So you don't think Morgan Freeman is smart enough to have somebody who's consensual enough? No. Oh my fucking goodness! You know why? Because you know why? Because some some guys are like. Hunters, there's no thrill. It's like a because he's old. No, no, it's like some guys are just. Well, I won't let you finish because I, I don't like the way you play in my man Morgan Freeman right now, bro. That's your man. Morgan, bro. Morgan, send me two me. I'll slap the shit out of Daniel right now. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. But I just think you know, like, there's a certain thing where it's like you know, like animals in captivity. When you give them like food, they don't really get pleasure in eating it. They're just eating to eat. And so they would prefer to catch stuff live that doesn't have a choice, like like to kind of capture it in the moment. And that's how I feel like certain guys are with women. Like, sure, they could go pay somebody to fuck them, but they get a more of a like adrenaline rush out of being sneaky about it. Yeah, and just or just smacking somebody's ass and seeing if they can get away with it. And for the most part, I get that. For the, <laughs> this is taking a dark turn. No, it's not turning. It's not turning. I, I understand what you're saying from yeah, like, from a male point of view. Yeah, like, yeah. like we've had moments when like you kissed a you kissed a girl and you you felt like she was into you, but you took that initiative to be like, let me go ahead and move in on this. Yeah, and it and it worked out. But there's a even like, if you don't want it, it's like it's like going like. Let me just see if I can get this girl number just to see if I can get it. Yeah, yeah. And so the dark side of that is just saying, oh, let me see if I can caress her booty right quick. And I don't even really know her like that. I've only known her for like four or five days. I'm just going to caress her booty. That's the dark side of that. So that, that's, but that's what more, if you, you can't lie. You probably have a creepy guy friend that doesn't know how to talk to <laughs> And I mean, we all have like one of those friends and it's just like, it's easy to kind of see that they don't quite understand their brains work differently. That point that you proved, I like that uh, the sneakiness part. Uh, this last little segment that you put up, I like that. But at the end of the day, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna blame it on Morgan Freeman because I don't know his personal character. <laughs> I don't know his own persona. Like, I, I, I see both from time to time, but we don't hang out like that. You know what I'm saying? But it. I, I just really feel like he's smarter than that. Like I, I, I think I, I, I see Morgan Freeman as have, having more game because that's that's just too it's too Morgan creepy. No, I'm saying it's it's bro, it's creepy, bro. It's not. Cre- it is creepy. Like for real, if 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 it came down to it, like and I got a girl, so it's like if I if I was like became just like millionaire, boom, 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 mm-hmm. and it's just like people everywhere. But mm. if you're somebody to turn their nose up to me, I I might push the button of sitting here like yo, I might try and mess with that blah 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 blah. But I would not push it to the point where it's just like oh shit, it's awkward. It's like smack your butt. Oh, get your hands off me. Oh, you like that? No, then you know you do. Know, that's the that's the type of creepy feel you put on Morgan, and I, I really feel like yeah, he's more so professional. So I am on, but no. It's, it's not about him not being me. It's just like, bro, because I feel like Morgan is just such you a. Feel like Morgan. He's a. 
I'm sorry. My guy Morgan. Thank you. Gosh. My homie. Bro, he's not. I'm I'm taking Morgan's side on this one, bro. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not listening to the media. I'm not doing it, bro. In the long term, in the in the in the history of this or in the history of how this story goes down. You're going to be on the wrong side of the story, my brother. That's what it seemed like. Yeah, it's because the media will put out only what you want on the field. That's what they're going to do. That's what the media, they switch up your words. You said that. I didn't say the end word a couple of seconds ago. It was edited in there. That's what happened. You know what? You know what? See, I'm like, it's funny. This is a, a good, interesting social experiment because, one, if I become successful, super successful, like, you're not going to see me in this situation ever. But. If Are you not? Oh, oh, you're not. You're, no, you're, that's 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 you better get you some waivers at your door, Pip. I got, I already got waivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living like a celebrity already. Man, look, but I, 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 you can't put anything past anybody, but you just don't want to buy this, buy this. Nah, cause they, they, I mean, no, they, they're putting it, they putting it out like my guy's just really, bro. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 just no, it's just it, it's like it's like this dude just walks out and he's like, "Hey, sugar." Why is that? But actually, you know what? I understand. Hey, why, I understand why it's difficult for you to understand that because one, we're men. We don't have to be objectified like that. We the things we get to have to deal with is when when you know come on to us or something, and we're not attracted to them or something, or if. Where we are. I mean, if you you go both ways, because every man, if every real man out here has been shut down before, and every man, real man has been shut down and tried again, but once you, <laughs> because, because at the end of the day, once you get shut down so many times and you keep trying, at that point you're a creep. But Morgan Freeman has been around too many people to have the creep factor, bro. Look at, look at this. Look at this. What is he trying to do? Don't fuck with his bro. glasses. But he's he smart about it. He said, hey, he got his glasses on. He said, look, hey, I'm looking at your ass. But I ain't touching it. But you know what he said? He said, anyone knows me, anyone who knows me or has worked with me knows I am not someone who would intentionally offend or knowingly make anyone feel uneasy. I apologize to anyone who felt uncomfortable or disrespected. Hey. That was never my intent. Super Bowl, Mountain Dew commercial. <coughs> I mean, he's pretty much telegraphing what was going to happen. Let's play it. So. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, Your boy's got some issues. That's why his wife left him. Your boy got too much game. He's cheating buddies. on it. <laughs> You mean these women that like are just trying to do their damn job and just... Yeah, that part too. I, you're problematic. You're my problematic fave, AJ. That's fine, man. I appreciate it. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I'm in the top five, bro. <laughs> anyway, I don't. I mean, I, I'm done. Let's move on. I'm done. Morgan, yo, holla at me, bro. Morgan, Morgan, you need some help? I got you, dude. Bro, I mean, 
if anything, this has been just a week for like people who are fucking creeps to get their get put on blast. Harvey Weinstein today mm. just pled not guilty on <laughs> the rapes. What? And I'm like, bro, this guy has has some serious what? gall to go up in the courtroom after all of the evidence that's been put up against him and to just say, you know what? I am not guilty of what has been like fucking said about me and shit like that. And like everybody's back. His he's got like the worst. Like he's worse than Bill Cosby at this point. He had people helping him and shit. And this isn't even a thing you can defend. That ain't, yeah, that's not my homeboy. I don't, ain't cool about like that, bro. <laughs> I say this. Dave Chappelle said it best when you can just look at a person's picture and just say, yeah, he right. Yeah, he does that. <laughs> he's, he's a creep. I looked at Harvey Weinstein's pic and I was like, yeah, Let me see. he would right. <laughs> he needs to see a picture. You can't say he, wasn't, he wouldn't after this. Let's see. Alright, here's an here's the image. Oh yeah. He rapes, right? Yeah. He rapes. He probably touches little kids. Oh wow, dark. Dark. He does. He's not that much of a monster. You well, I mean if Morgan Well if Morgan if Morgan Freeman can wear glasses or have earrings and look like he's a creep, then you know, that guy. Morgan Freeman doesn't like a creep. Look at look where where's that picture from? Exactly. The media's gonna put out what the fuck you The media's gonna put out what they want you to think. Okay, so if I type in Morgan Freeman again, you're not gonna get that picture. I I know, but I can just look at him basically and be like, yeah, this guy might be a creep. (laughs) What? You can kind of see it. You can't Uh, really hide it. There's no, bro. Morgan Freeman. No, Morgan. Morgan (laughs) Freeman. That's funny. Anybody who listens to this podcast, anybody who listens to this podcast, if you type in Morgan Freeman and just see a picture of him smiling, he's not even smiling. He's not smiling. You imagine him just saying or touching your butt out of that? You can't. Are you telling me you can't imagine him doing shit like that? It's like the girl walks off and he's just standing at the butt and he's just like, yeah, it's like look at that. Bruh, first off, let me tell you something. I mean, he's a great actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman looks like the guy who came and picked up Martin Luther King in the Cadillac. Like, bruh, we going out tonight. Martin Luther King. You've been stressed out. Nah, come on, bro. Like, he's done some grimy shit, but, you know, I'm not going to take away. It's not, like, I, I say this not to take away from his acting ability in his filmography. Guy's got a great body of work. Sure, right. the last shit that he's come out with in like the last 10 years has been whack. But, you know, he's got to eat. It's for his time. It's not. It's really not. That library movie? Oh, going out in style? Yeah. That was whack as fuck. But, you know, I get it. I get it. You try to stay relevant. You're trying to do some fun shit. I get it. Have fun. What you want him to do? Narrate his own life? I want him to just enjoy the rest of his life in peace. Well, he's trying to do that. He's trying to do that, but he's getting that sexual allegations. And well, what you passes do and shit comes out. Like, Whatever. Old oh, proverb. Chinese proverb. Okay, Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> That's racist, man. It's fucking racist. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I think we got one more thing. So, what is, uh, 
So he's up for trial now? <laughs> for the weight loss games? Or they sent him straight to jail? Morgan Freeman? No. You other guy. Harvey Weinstein. I think he's on one million dollar bail or some shit. I guess they gotta like, I don't know, uh, figure some shit out. Oh wait, well they say he turned himself in today. At New York's Tribeca Precinct near the home of his former Weinstein company and arrested on multiple sex crimes, sex crime charges. So, he surrendered. What was that? He surrendered. Charges. Plead. He said he pleads not guilty, though. Well, yeah, but I think this is like, this is recent. This oh, is okay, 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 Yeah, so... He turned himself in. I guess the guilt. Got to him. Guilt got to him. You want to know why? Guilty conscience. Yeah. That and probably because there was nowhere else for him to. At least he would be guaranteed, you know, two you know meals a D. A D. Did I say a D? A D. A D. Two meals a D. Yeah. But two, he gets a, a couple, he gets a place to sleep and somewhere to eat. Well, with his amount of money that he he makes, bro. Nice he's going to be all right, yeah. He's going to go to one month to steal his at. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah. No. No, because Martha Stewart, her crime was like, like it's a, it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a clean white crime. It's not like, it's not a dirty white crime like this. Rape is just a dirty crime, bro. They are. They send you to, they, they send you to the same prisons along with everybody else. Don't agree. I agree. Money cannot. Uh, you're a lie. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, money, money means a lot in the prison world, bro. If you sit there, you say. I mean, no, don't get me wrong. He's gonna be getting like ramen noodles and stuff like that. He'll be able to get like good. Shit, me. This motherfucker gonna be still eating steaks and shit. Nah. Okay, all right, bro. I, I really guarantee this. He's gonna see the light of day again outside of jail, and he's gonna be on house arrest, and he's gonna be still living a good life, bro. I'm telling his books are gonna be good. He's gonna he's gonna have a chef or somebody cook for him at. Jail. He's not gonna be. He's not a king. He's not a kingpin. But I'm saying, <laughs> bro. Do you, how many how many slots do you think is open in jail for those positions, bro? A lot. A lot. He's if he got he's, he's a one million dollar bill for rape, bro. Crime, but the crime wasn't. It wasn't clean enough for him to go to a good jail. Oh. Right. Went to a bad jail. Okay. Like it's ass city for him. Okay. Okay, broomsticks and all dicks. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, but you okay. know, who knows? But you know, uh, I don't think there's any other big news, big movie news. And I mean, all this allegation stuff. This fits into the show just because it's it's relevant to just film, film, and it's it's not nerdy talk, but it's something that I feel like we have a platform to kind of talk about it and really just delve deep into it because we're men. <laughs> And we're seeing all these other men with getting into positions of power taking these dark fucking turns. And it's just like, like, did, did they see themselves doing this when they were, like, just, just had a dream to just make movies? You know, like. And then it just turned sideways. Yeah, it just got. And it's, question, it's questionable acts. You're like, and, and that, that's the thing is, like, in this industry, like, you just, like you said. One thing I can agree with you with, you know, Morgan Freeman's whole thing is like you have to save yourself yeah. at all times. Like you have to be smart enough to know where to put your hands. You gotta know when to talk, when not to talk. In the industry, feel all together because like whether it's you putting your hands on somebody or you buttoning in the wrong conversation, that'll take you out of the game all together. Yep. So it's like you know you gotta have a good manager, Idris Elba. <laughs> 
But <laughs> now, if he ever came out with some sexual allegations against him, it's the end. It's a wrap for everybody. For the Yeah, it's just if somebody was like, uh, it just, it just is a fucking like womanizer and touches, touches people against the world. I'd be like, I find like I would like. I would kind of be like you, like I'd be like, I don't see, the, I, can, I don't see Idris doing that, but it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, maybe he did, maybe he did, like I can't prove it, so can't prove it. <laughs> but you can't look at Idris ever and be like, uh, yeah, he, 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 he doesn't need to do that. So I just don't feel like it. I don't get that vibe. You get a vibe from people's faces. Bruh. Sometimes. <laughs> The, the butt's just falling in your hand and you just kind of grab it, bro. That's how, that's how I feel about the whole allegations thing. Whether, for anybody, for anybody like, like rape or something, yeah, like you said, that's a, that's a darker crime. That's big. But, like, allegations of, like, you know, sexual harassment and stuff like that, like... I mean, you can get over... I mean, I feel like that's something that is a hurdle that you can get over with. Like, if he says he goes to some classes and says, you know, he, like... You know, learning the error of his ways. It's something that can, he can come back from. It's not like Kevin Spacey who, like, is trying to fuck, like, 17-year-olds and shit like that. Let me tell you something, Daniel. You take... You, let's say you make two mil today, and everybody knows about it. Like, oh, Daniel, he's the hot director out from North Carolina. <laughs> but it's going to be ass thrown in your hand for taking pictures, bro. Girls are gonna take their hand, put it in your like, put take your hand, put it on their ass. No, that's not gonna happen. All right, that's, that's not all right, happen. that wraps it up for today. Yeah, that's not that, gonna happen. I'm telling you, dude, um, money changes people's mindsets. People, people get sneaky the way that they move because of money. But bro. I wouldn't even be in that situation. Like, if there's one thing my mom taught me, she was like, "Don't be anywhere where you'll get yourself in a bad situation." You can't take a picture with somebody, and then they be like, "Oh." Nah, or, what if you just stand in there? What if you just stand in there and just wipe your butt across? You like, oh, you touched me. Nah. Stuff happens, but stuff happens like that every day. I feel like it's different because they, because even the crypto people who are like scamming like that, even though they have to get you deeper than that, it can't just be like I walk past them and I accidentally felt a graze or something. But they like tried harder than that. Even Chris Brown knows this. Let me tell you. Okay, so have you ever heard the saying like? um Hold on, I think we should just end this we'll episode. We'll end it. Let's end we'll it. We'll talk about this episode. Yeah. All right, well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, and uh, until next time, peace. We out.